You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, what up, what up, what up, episode 41, Slapdick Podcast, coming at you, sitting here in this quarantine life, um, Quote of the day, man. Uh, it's behind me on my board for YouTube Live. I'm on YouTube Live. You guys check it out. Um, come on over. Um, but I posted on my board here, man. Um, every accomplishment starts with the decision to try. You ain't going to get nothing done until you figure out that you want to get the shit done and go do it. So uh, that's the quote of the day. Every accomplishment begins with the decision to try. So... I'm trying to get this uh, mic right on this YouTube live, man. So I apologize if it sounds shitty. Um, lots to talk about today on this uh, on this uh, podcast. Trying to adjust the sound and, and get it right. Um, but uh, hope you guys hear me right. Uh, to do list day number four for all you guys out there. To do list starts. Um, by by this one, um, don't take your eye off the prize. Don't take your eye off the prize, fellas. I'm just telling you, ladies, gentlemen, don't take your eye off the prize. Keep grinding. Keep stepping forward. I don't care if you make baby steps or large steps or you sprinting full speed. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Just keep your eye on the fucking prize. And uh, good things will happen to good people. I uh, believe it. So just remember, um, continue to happen. Listen, man, some shit happened uh this weekend or this past week we're we're, we're Friday today and um JT Daniels trans is entered the transfer portal for USC all right the quarterback he got hurt last year guy stepped in did real well and it blows my mind man it don't blow my mind that the motherfucker wants to transfer that's that's become the norm these kids uh you know they all their favorite ointment is fucking Vagisil. We all know that. They all want to transfer now, right? It's too hard for them. No fucking moxie, no tough skin. They all want to fucking transfer because they're soft as baby shit. We all know that. What fucks me up is the enabled, the enablers, the coaches, the parents. Coach Helton, Clay Helton came out and made a statement saying that we fucking are backing him up. We, 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 we may, we're not ruling out that he comes back to USC, okay? There's two fucking oxymorons. And then we're supporting the parents and the kid in the, in the transfer uh, decision. And we're helping the transfer decision. So we're helping him fucking um, look for schools. So... It blows my mind that this, a kid is going to leave your fucking program and transfer, and you're going to help him do it. Like, where the fuck, where have we gone as, as a culture, man? I, I don't understand it. I, I'm telling the motherfucker, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out, you soft fuck. That's how I'm going to approach it. I'm just going to be honest. 
You don't want to be here? I don't want you. Simple, plain as day. I'll replace your ass. But guess what? USC did a fucking horrible job recruiting. So guess what? They ain't got nobody to replace him with. So they're, now they're sucking his dick to keep him. I'll never fucking have scabs on my knees from doing that shit. I ain't sucking no kids' dicks. You either want to be here or you don't. You chose to come here in the recruitment process. You committed. Go fucking define the word commitment and figure out how to have some moxie and some tough skin. It may make you a better fucking human down the line. Never know. USC degree ain't, ain't a bad fucking thing. And you probably still have a shot at going to the NFL. So I don't understand it, man. It blows my mind. Um, it really does. I don't understand this whole process. And, uh, man, it it's really uh, blows my mind about this whole thing. So, but apparently um, they, they've accepted it at USC. They've uh, shook his hand and said, what a great young man you are for entering the transfer portal. And uh, maybe you can go to Washington or Oregon or somewhere else and fuck us and play against us. Like, it blows my mind, man. Washington's the leading school to take them, I believe, is what I'm hearing from buddies of mine that coach. So we'll see, man. It's unbelievable to me. But the parents okay with it. The kid, the coaches. I mean, how about you say, no, you committed here. Why the fuck you stick it out? I mean, it just tells you what's going on over there. It tells you what's going on in a lot of these football programs, coaching staffs, because I, I'm just going to tell you, and I'm not boasting, but this is true. And they say it ain't bragging if it's true. I've never had a kid leave my program. Not one that's worth a shit anyway. I've kicked kids off. I've cut kids. I've brought kids back. Um, but I've never had a kid worth anything leave me. Ever. And that's just what it is. I, either they bought the shit I was selling or they, um, you know, I got through to them in some aspect, some facet. But these kids are leaving left and right. That's what kind of makes me eager to get back into it because I want to see these motherfuckers transfer on my ass. I just don't see it. I know I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, we, I know we've become softer, but I don't think the kids have changed. The coaches and the fucking parents have changed. Let's just keep it real. So the JT Daniels kids enter the transfer portal during a fucking quarantine where you can't even go visit anywhere. What the fuck does that tell you? You can't even go visit a school. And you're entering the transfer portal. Like, unless he knows that he already visited on his high school recruiting visits and such, and he's like, oh, I should have went there because now I can't get my job back. I haven't, you haven't even had spring ball. Like, this fucking virus has shut you down and you're going to quit already? Man, that just show, shows you, man, where we are uh, as a society, man. I don't know. These kids are soft as baby shit, man. And the coaches are fucking softer. So, the coaches are like runny baby shit. You need to go get all the toilet paper and baby wipes out of Walmart for them motherfuckers, not the fucking slap dicks that's filling the carts with all that shit that just want to take it and hoard it. You need that shit for the fucking coaches that are uh, soft as runny baby shit. Um, so, anyway, man, I tell motherfuckers call at six. Hopefully he's not one of my former players because his ass would have listened a little better. Fucking three minutes, man. It ain't six yet. Fucking slap dicks, man. You guys don't pay attention to directions. All right. Um, I got to talk about a few things before I take calls. God damn. Slow down, man. I'm drinking my yak. I got a stick to smoke. Chilling Friday. 
quarantine life, looking for us towards a Saturday, which is just another day because all the days are the fucking same day. And I just now call them days. So just day. You want a barbecue today? What day? Day. That's all I say. Fuck it. Same shit. Regular. Regular day. My boy bought bone out there. Day bone. He knows it's regular. Um, so JT Daniels, that's where I uh, feel with that shit. Um, I just want to know when the shit's going to stop. That's all I want to know. Um, so listen, man, I got something a little, a little shit get off my fucking chest on this deal. You're telling me this virus thing. I know I've been talking about this virus thing. This virus is basically, I've had a, I had a crazy run in man at Lowe's. Number one, Lowe's is the kicking spot. And it's the it's the club now. Lowe's is the club. It's fully packed. There's no, first of all, I just got out of Walmart right now. I had to wear a mask, man. I told you I wear a mask if I had to wear a mask. But I'm super uncomfortable wearing a fucking mask. Number one, because I don't believe a five dollar fucking piece of pantyhose is going to stop me from getting it or giving it. All right, number one. Number two, I met this dude in Lowe's the other day. He didn't have a mask on. I didn't have a mask on. Only two motherfuckers in there with no mask on. Because Lowe's don't really give a fuck. I think the Lowe's is about their bread right now. They don't really care about the mask. So this guy is wearing a CDC shirt. And I was like, damn. So he's really either fucked up in the head or weird. Or he's really smart and is really who he says he was. This dude tells me that this virus was, you know, obviously created by a politician in the U.S. and China. Obviously, they know who did it. He's telling us all these stories. And he's saying, yeah, the mask doesn't do diddly nut shit. Trust me. I, I work for the CDC. So I'm like, damn, I won't give no names out. Uh, I got his name, but I didn't, I'm not keeping it or saying it. So he might end up on the fucking paved walk, sidewalk someday or some shit. Uh, maybe I will too. I don't know. But anyway, he tells me it's made with the, some type of mold, just like a lot of viruses. So this guy's actually in charge of going to find the, the viruses, bacteria, and so forth at different locations. And he's done this for a long time. And he was showing me videos of him going over to Spain and finding this shit in, in, a, in a bush that was actually in a swimming pool living. And every time the, guy, the, the household opened the doors, it, the wind blew it in their house. And three people died. And they said, he said this shit was way worse than this COVID-19 shit. So it's deep, man. It's probably a lot deeper than we'll ever know. Um, but my moral of the story is, I met this guy who's telling me the mask ain't shit, number one, which I already kind of knew, or at least assumed. I don't know. Still don't know, but I'm going to assume. Um, if painters wear the shit, I doubt painters wore the shit 40 years ago and it stopped fucking viruses. But anyways, this guy's telling me all this stuff, man, and I won't get into too much, but I'm at Walmart right now, and it's packed house. Can't get in the line. There's a line to get in now. That Now they're only letting certain people in at a time. Lowe's is packed house. They don't require a mask, not in Southern California anyway yet. But they, they ask that you wear one, but they don't mandate it. So, taking calls, and I will start. I'll take in a minute. But so, this guy's telling me all this shit, and I'm like, damn. He's telling me, though, if he can find the mold that he knows there's a vaccine for it, he can create the vaccine. So, I'm just like, this motherfucker's crazy, right? That's all I'm thinking in my head. I started to think about it, man. I get out of Walmart today. I wipe my hands off like I do with some baby wipes. I'm a baby wipe king. So baby wipes supposedly kill it. Antibacterial hand sanitizer kills it. And soap and warm water kill this shit. 
You're telling me that hand sanitizer, 99 cent bottle, or soap, 99 cent soap bottle, um, or alcohol and, and the baby wipe, kill it, but we can't go out in public, can't play basketball, football, soccer, hockey, can't go out and get food, can't wear a fucking, can't drive around with no mask. Like, you're kidding me. Like, am I, am I just really fucked up? Or am I on to something or what? Because I, I don't get it. Hand sanitizer kills it, but we can't, we can't stop the world from fucking dying from this shit. I don't know, man. That's just my rant. This is fucking crazy. Um, it just blows my mind, man. It really does. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, Jacksonville, Florida. The governor's decided he's going to open up the beaches apparently tomorrow or some shit. I have no idea. He's going to open up the beaches. And Texas, the state of Texas is talking about reopening. So let's talk about this shit, man. Because Texas is going to reopen because they're saying they got the flattest curve. Per population, California has the flattest curve. Texas has 30 million people in the state. It's a very large state, obviously. Alaska's one. I think Texas, two. California's three. Obviously, California's got triple the population as both of those places or more. Uh, maybe quadruple. But Texas has a flatter curve because there's fucking Houston and Dallas and San Antonio maybe. Austin is a little, is okay size. After that, everything's spread out fucking 500 miles apart. So no shit. Nobody sees nobody. So there's one reason why the fucking curve is a little flatter. I'm not a scientist, doctor, or what have you, or don't even try to want to be. But that just tells you where we are. Um, they're going to open the state up. So hopefully it don't bite them in the ass. Because I know California, New York, New Jersey, fucking Detroit, Louisiana is really starting to kill this thing and flatten the curve. But uh, Texas is reopening. Florida's reopening the beaches, apparently, in Jacksonville. A lot of people are pissed. Uh, Trump has apparently let the states. Well, he's not let the states. That's just the government. That's just the fucking, you know, that's just the, the, the that's what it was in the Constitution well before we were born. So that's what, um, you know, states are on their own. Um Trump tweeted out a minute ago, this motherfucker tweets everything. He tweeted out the states need to do a better job testing. And uh, I'm like, well, fuck, the government needs to do a better job sending out masks and hand sanitizer and all that other shit. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not a politician. I don't want to be either. Um, But it's going to be interesting, man. But that, that JT Daniels shit blows my mind that the coaches accepted it. They're cool with it. And we'll just move on. And now what that does to the next high school kid, it just tells him fucking it's enabling him as well. It's just unbelievable to me, man. I don't get it. It blows my mind that we're cool with the shit. Let him transfer. Man, that shit's soft, 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 soft shit. Ignorance is life-threatening. And, uh, man, I tell you, I don't know if the people understand the definition of insanity, man, but fuck. Doing the same shit over and over and expecting a different result. I don't understand. Maybe sometimes we should break that fucking break that shit. Let me see. Um. So, like I said, I'm taking live calls. You know the number. Um. And I'm discussing everything from USC transfer portals to. But that blows my mind. Transfer 
on your day off. That's like getting fired on your day off. These motherfuckers transferred with no school, no fucking um, practice, and you just decide to say, ah, you know what? I don't believe that my fucking Zoom virtual clinic meeting with Coach Helton went very well um, when we installed the offense last week, and I was put on number two on the depth chart on Zoom, so I'm going to enter the transfer portal. Think about that shit, man. That's where we are right now. Motherfuckers are transferring because of a Zoom meeting. Man, we're fucked up, people. Just telling you. Coaches are soft, man. Maybe I shouldn't coach. Shit. I wish that motherfucker would transfer on me. He would never heard from me. I'd have been like, good luck, motherfucker. Kick rocks. And I'd have four, five, six quarterbacks sitting there anyway. So next man up. But uh, they don't have anybody. So we'll see what happens, man. I don't understand. Um, we got Arkansas caller in the house, man. So we'll take a call here. What's going on, brother? The real coach JB here. What's up, JB, man? It's an absolute honor to talk to you, man. Oh, man. Hey, I'm just average Joe, brother. No big deal. I appreciate you calling. Uh, Nah, you the man. Uh, What my question was is, like, who is the greatest success story that you've ever coached, whether it be on, you know, Last Chance You or something just personal? Oh, man. Um, Greatest success story, man. Shit. Man, I've had a lot of them, man. You know, um. I've had a lot of oh, kids. I yeah. No, it's a good question, man. That's a good question. It gets my wheel spinning because I've had so many kids, man. You know, I've had kids, man, that you yeah. know should have never made it, and yeah, and uh, we saw. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say I know that we what we've seen on TV, but even if sure. it was someone that was you know in the beginning of your career, yeah, or, no doubt. You know when you weren't on TV. No doubt. Man, I'm going to tell you honestly, um, I had some great kids there, great players. Um, obviously, we'll have probably 10, 11, 12 NFL players off this two years of the show uh, get drafted here next year and this year. But, um, you know, I've had the best players I've ever coached probably weren't at Independence. You know, I've had kids that probably weren't even D1 kids because of life situations and, 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 and grades and, and, and just being, you know, knuckleheads and me trying to get them out of jail and do those things. You know, I had a couple of receivers that were better than anyone I've ever had that never made it out the hood. So, um, it's just, it depends on, um, you know, kind of where, where I was, when I was, you know, I had a kid named Aaron Madden, probably the best running back I ever had. Um, you know, I, I take him to Compton college from playing with me at another college prior to that. And, uh, you know, his, uh, I put him up in a house and had him all situated. And then, uh, his whole household gets basically shot and killed by his police department in Southern California. Like 20, got shot 20 something times. A- Aaron, Aaron lived, but his whole fa- his whole, uh, household was basically killed. One of his best, his cousins and a couple kids I recruited, um, so it was, uh, it was, it was pretty fucked up to go through that process. But he was one of the great ones. Uh, you know, I had Brad Sorensen who ended up making it to the NFL. And he was a success story. A Mormon kid who went on a mission and then uh, was a was a JUCO kid with me, and then obviously uh, um, made, tucked it out, toughed it out, and got a shot and played for the Chargers and the Vikings and the Titans and 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 did those things. But you know, there's been a lot of great ones, man. Damian Stafford played for the Titans. We we had a lot of great success stories. It's just the the ones that are unsung heroes are the ones that really don't make it, man. Those are the 
those are the ones like uh, they don't necessarily make it to the limelight, but shit, you know, Aaron Madden's a great story because he's, he's driving trucks now and got a couple kids, got married. I mean, those are success stories to me that if you ain't dead or in jail, brother, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's a success, especially getting them to graduate and yeah, getting yeah. the degree. Yeah. Good, good question. I, I agree. That's, that's the kind of, of, of thing that I was looking to hear. I know it wasn't going to be someone that we saw on TV. It was going to be someone like personal. To mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. that, that was my main question. Like what, what player meant the most to you to say, Yeah, you know, I drug him out the bottom and took sure. him to the top. Or I nah, no doubt. Play. No doubt. Man, we had two good, cor- yeah. we had two quarterbacks at uh, Independence my first year. Uh, Alan Edward, who's at Rhode Island right now trying to get drafted. And then uh, Jonathan Banks, who, who, who started two years at Tulane. Um, for a good friend of mine, Willie yeah, Fritz. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. so he, uh, he's a Houston kid, and Allen's a, a Miami kid. But um, those are two great, great kids, man, who, who got, out the, got, got out the mud and uh, made it and uh, graduated and did some things, man, that uh, those are success stories too. You know, one may get drafted. Uh, Jonathan's looking to get back in it. Um, whether XFL folded, it kind of fucked his uh, – his shot up because he was such yeah. a, you know, he's a different type of quarterback. He's more of a physical specimen, and and uh, people tried to move his position and all that. And the XFL wanted to play running back, and he wants to stick it out of cue. So we'll see if he gets a shot, maybe CFL or something. But um, those are some great ones too. But I've had so many, man. It's it's a uh, it's a good question I know though. You have. Yeah. yeah. That's a good well, question. Man, I appreciate it, Coach. Hey, I, man, I appreciate I, you I calling. The fact that I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Where are you from, brother? You're awesome. I, I'm from Memphis. Oh, you're from Memphis. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. doubt. Yeah, I love my Memphis uh, cats, man. We, yeah, I'm a big fan of the show, man. I follow you. You're an inspiration yeah. and a blessing to these kids that you've coached. Oh, I know I appreciate you're going to get a bad rap just from the show. But oh, man, yeah, you know how that goes, you're man. You're an absolute Nah, I appreciate good, you, brother. Good dude, man. Thank you, brother. Hey, right, good, be Thank safe you. out Thank there. All, man. all right, brother. You too. Thank you. You too. Uh, peace. All right, bye. So yeah, um, you know, I get good calling. Good dudes call, man. Good people call in, man, all the time. So it's uh, it's good to hear good folks talk, man. And that was a good question, man. My most uh, you know, player that uh, you know, my most inspirational player and who uh, most greatest success story. I mean, shit, man. Those are. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to think about that, man. Um, take another call here. What up, Milwaukee, Wisconsin in the house? What up? Real Coach JB here. Well, what up, JB? How you doing? Good, brother. Good. Who's this? This is Miguel Smith. Miguel, what's going on, brother? Nothing much. Just chilling. So I got a question for you. Sure. What was the craziest game you've ever played in? And can you, like, describe it, like, why it was so crazy? Craziest game that I played in as a player? Yeah. Man, I've had a few. Um, probably goes back to my Compton College days. I, I talked about it in my book, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, man, uh, which was a six-week bestseller. It. We were playing a game, man. We were marching down the field. We had a receiver, a buddy of mine named Billy Chase, big, tall. He was T.O. before T.O. His car got stolen, man, right in the middle of the drive, and he fucking took his helmet off and sprinted off the field to chase the car. And a coach ended up taking him and put him in his car during the game, drove him, and they found this motherfucker and pulled him out the car, beat his ass, got his car back, drove back to the game. When they rolled back into the parking lot, the crowd went crazy. And he came back in the game and then later on caught a touchdown. Um, that's one game. 
Uh, I mean, that's one. That's in the first half. The second half, we're marching again, and a lady proceeded to fucking push her baby across the field around like the forty yard line on a fucking in a baby stroller during the fucking game. How she got out there, who knows? Um, basically, slowed like it was unbelievable, and then. The same game, a good friend of mine, a running back who was an, a big time player, man, he ended up breaking and, and broke. And uh, there were so many fucking seagulls on the field that we could. So on the film, when he hit the forty, like the seagulls just took off and flew away, and it and it, it took the whole camera up in the film. And uh, this all happened in one game, and. Uh, and the same fucking game, man, on the same field, uh, the same running back later on was running and, and ended up cutting his foot open on a fucking uh, baby can of, of, of uh, like, Gerber's baby food, the can, and it was so fucking sharp, it cut his right through the cleat. Um, that's the type of field we were playing on at Compton College back then. So it was uh, it was interesting, to say the least, man. That was probably one of the most interesting games, but we I've had a lot, man. I've been on a lot of them. What do you miss most about playing football? What do I miss most about playing football? Yeah. Um, man, the camaraderie, brother, the the intimate the intimate setting that a locker room is, a football playing locker room. Uh, well, it used to be anyway when I played. It was uh, what, what was said in the locker room stayed in the locker room. Nowadays, it's become a spectacle. Everybody wants to film you, record you, put it out to the media, uh, put you on blast. Back then, it was a team. What what stayed in house was always in house. Whatever was said in house stayed in house. And, and and nowadays, it ain't like that, man. It was a true intimate setting in the locker room of a of a football program, football team. You were tightly knitted, um, and especially where I was from and where I grew up. So that's probably what what I missed the most, um, to be honest. for answering my questions coach jb all right miguel appreciate you calling brother see you peace yeah man as a player i miss those things uh, i'm not gonna lie about it i miss uh the camaraderie man you know that's something that you'll never forget man the greatest car salesman the greatest uh, buddy of mine owns uh, or operates uh mike thompson's rv uh a dude named mike anchin shout out his uh his little brother is the head coach at uh, Villa Park High School, uh, Duke and Anchets out in uh, California. Successful program, successful family. His dad was one of the uh, all time winningest high school coaches in California. Um, so shout out to the Anchets, man. Um, you know, man. Uh, he he runs a Mike Thompson's RV, a very successful RV company, global nationally, and. Uh, he played his whole staff, salesmen, management team, everybody here is football coach, ex, ex-football players. And he truly believes football players, ex-football players know how to get shit done. And, um, you know, they know what winning is and they know, and it's the same model at that level, getting fucking things done. And he understands it's getting you to where you could not get yourself. And that's what it takes. And that's what it is selling a motor home, $400,000 motor home to selling a car. They're ex-football players that are the most successful CEOs, Fortune 500 company guys. I mean, there's entrepreneurs out there that never played football. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. But um, there's uh, football players are, are do a lot of other good things after football life is over, man. So 
um, you know, we'll, you know, it's just, it's interesting, man. So, um, man, I want to tell a story. Somebody asked me a question about recruiting, man. They wanted to know, you know, talk about some recruiting. I'll get into some recruiting stuff and I'll talk, I'll, I'll talk recruiting with anybody in the country, any division one coach. Uh, I got a friend of mine who, who was on the show, Paul Holmes, man. And who's now at, uh, Walford, uh, FCS school out in South Carolina. Um, he got promoted, man, and, and uh, I'm happy as hell for him. He got promoted to DB coach out, out there. And uh, Paul was a little wet behind the ears guy who came in, man, had dreads. I told him, if you ever want to get a job, cut your dreads off, cut your hair off. And uh, he looked at me, and he knew my reputation preceded itself, obviously, of where I was from. And I would, you know, if it wasn't a professional professional um, obligation of mine, I probably wouldn't have gave a shit. But I told him, I said, you're 24 years old, 25. You have a life ahead of you. You can make it. And I told him that, man. And I, and he stuck it out. I told him, you don't have to. I said, you do not have to. I'm not telling you to have to. I don't give a shit. But if you want to go D1, you need to play the game. And... Coaches out there that know me know what I'm saying. Anyway, he cut his hair second year, and he ended up cutting his hair. And coaches came in and asked me about certain people, and I told them these are people that I would I would hire in a heartbeat. And he also hired – Wolford also took a, my running back coach from the year before who was also um, from that area, Virginia area. But uh, so Paul's out there, and Van – shout out to Van and, 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 and Paul. They're out there. But Paul hit me up the other day and was just like, man – I'm not going to get into a depth conversation because it's private, but he was just talking about thanks for helping me learn how to recruit because it's so much easier now that I know what, what you did and how you did it compared to a lot of these people at this four-year level. They don't know what they're doing. Not on his staff, but just in general. And I said, you'll be shocked about the Power 5 coaches too because they don't know either. And I'm just telling you. And anyway, he's going to do great in recruiting because he was with me and not that I'm saying I'm the shit, but kind of I am the shit when it comes to recruiting. That's what I do. That's the, I'm the best in the country. I don't I don't think there's any fucking question about it. I'm going to tell you what I think. Like I said, it ain't bragging if it's true. And I truly believe there's nobody in America that can recruit with me. And I don't give a fuck what level you're on. So Paul's going to do a great job, man. And, and kudos. Uh, shout out to those guys out at Walford. And uh, hopefully uh, they do well this year. They won, They did well last year. But anyway, um, you know, I had four. I had four basic recruiting um, rules. You know what I mean? We had a we had guidelines of what we did, and and I think it was innovative in in some aspect. I think it was um, it kind of makes sense in, in in this regard. So, number one in recruiting is you know. There's 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 some things that I want you to understand. There's 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 finding somebody. Um, there is locating somebody, and then there's contacting somebody. Just so you understand, those are fucking three different things, and they're very very years apart. Everybody that I'm speaking to right now in America and the world can find somebody on social media, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. We can all find this this big kid because he's on Twitter and Instagram. That's fine. Everybody can find him. Everybody that I coached against in, in the last four years 
found the same kids. Let's not make no mistake about it. But I fucking got them. So my point is, I had four points of recruiting. One is finding them. That's the obvious, all right? The difference between finding them and contacting, or excuse me, and locating them is night and day. Now, can you locate them? Finding them is on is out in the cloud. It's online. It's fucking floating around. Can you fucking locate them? Meaning, where is he? Moms, dads, grandpas, homies, uncles, coach's house? Who's the one that you have to go through to get this motherfucker? The difference between locating him and contacting him is from here to the moon. Everybody can find him. A lot of people can fucking locate him. Now can you contact him? There's kids that you'll never talk to ever. And you've sent a thousand messages to. Can you actually get them to contact you back or vice versa? And then the final thing is obviously signing his ass on the dotted line, getting that kid, locking them in. Those are incentive-based point systems that I used to create, and that's what I've, I created. And, and, and for every one of those things, I would, uh, I would incentivize those things. And, and uh, you know, I didn't keep my word on a lot of those things because we get caught up and I wanted to pay coaches to get that shit done out of my own pocket and uh, create a slush fund to do that. And that's what I tried to get done um, and do for my assistants. So if you, if you were to get this big time kid and he ended up making it and coming through and, and you got him a scholarship, that was so many dollars. If you got uh, the next tier kid, that was so many dollars. And it based, it was based on finding, locating, contacting. Cause maybe one ki- one coach can find them. The other coach could locate them and then the other coach can actually contact them. So those three all would get a hundred dollars or whatever. So, but who signs them? So if you did all four of those things, then obviously you'll get a little bit, a little, a little fatter pocket. So those are just some recruiting tips. You guys got some uh, gold right there. Um, it's for you coaches out there. Like I said, I'm doing virtual zoom clinics, man, about five a day and, they're going great, man. A shout out to all you high school go- coaches that have called and, and, and done Zoom meetings with me. I did a whole staff earlier today, uh, actually two. Uh, one from uh, my shout out to my boys in Rock Hill, South Carolina, and uh, I did a New Jersey high school. So shout out to you guys. Um, stay safe. Hey, man, but this is episode 41. It's brought to you by Bet Online. Um, man, listen, there's not a lot of fucking shit to bet on, just to be honest with you. But there is some things out there. Uh, hopefully some sports come back. But but while we're waiting this out at home, um, you can still have some fun betting on betonline.ag. With no NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, fucking who knows about football, you might think there's nothing to bet on. But BetOnline still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. And that's what I do, just so you guys know. Um but sports aren't totally done. There's still eSports, American Idol, Big Brother, The Election, The Spelling Bee. There's $750,000 poker series is still going on. So there is still fun to be had. So go betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. That's MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. 
and use the promo code MYPOD100, M-Y-P-O-D-100. Bet online, your online waging, wagering experts. Man, go check it out. Um, it's, pretty, it's pretty fun. Man, you can play blackjack online all night uh, for, for a few dollars. A few dollar holler. Hey, man, so listen, uh, like I said, don't be fucking soft. Don't take all the fucking toilet paper and make sure you understand a $5 mask and some fucking hand sanitizer kills this virus that we cannot stop. <laughs> Let that shit sink in. Hey, man, for the real coach, JB, I'll holler at you guys on Monday. Tune in to uh, my live podcast three times a week and uh, check out my YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube. Follow me on social media. Follow the Slapdick podcast on social media. And uh, I'm doing Patreon. Go subscribe to me. Follow me. I got some good videos up there, good content on Patreon. And like I said, I'm doing virtual Zoom clinics, man. So if you guys are coaches or even business owners, you guys want some insight, hit me up. Uh, I did a used car salesman in New York the other day, and uh, it went well, man, for an hour. So I'm doing all walks of life. So if you need a little motivation, you can also book me on Cameo and get you a video. I just did one driving down the coast the other day, and I do my Cameo videos like nobody else. So shout out to Cameo. And uh, like I said, bet online. Sponsored this show. Shout out to him. And again, thanks for listening to the Slapdick Podcast. The Real Coach JB, be safe out there. Enjoy the weekend or just another day. Peace. Hope this ain't my last Last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance.